The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My second guest, uh, today we're talking about leadership. We're talking about how to take your drive and harness it and reach your potential and accelerate success in a brand new book. And the new book is called Shifting Gears, How to Harness Your Drive to Reach Your Potential and Accelerate Success. And my guest is Ryan O'Reilly. He's a marathon cyclist and runner, and he scans the entire terrain prior to beginning a trail, sometimes increasing his speed on the track while others are slowing down to shift gears. And while shifting gears, he can make a move that could put him further toward his goal and, and, and at a different pace. So whether it be a marathon or a pleasure drive or your career in life, sometimes being stalled will create a fantastic opportunity to change what's happening when you're shifting gears to reach your full potential. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you very much, Patricia. How are you? Yes, all the way from Ireland. I love that. Beautiful accent. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Yes, all the way from Cork in Ireland. So, oh, the uh, south, the very, s- the very south of the country. That's yes. right, yeah, that's yes. right, yeah. So yes. and it's the second largest city, but it's a beautiful city now, to be fair. So. so how did you decide, I mean, you're a cyclist and a runner. Yes. Is that what motivated you to write this book? Um, a little bit, a little bit. And I suppose I drew inspiration from those sports, but... And I drew a lot of analogies from those sports as well. But the main thing was that I found myself in a career where um, I was really stalled. And I, um, I went through kind of a rough patch for a while in my job and eventually ended up leaving my job and starting started my own business. And I suppose when I reflected upon it, when I came out of it and started my own business and a year later started to reflect on what had happened, I realized that there's a lot of people in jobs that might be stuck or even relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started to think about, you know, the things that you need to do to get yourself out of that stuck place, I suppose. And that that was the theme for the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you write a lot about that in your book. I mean, one of the things that you write about are overlooked ways to find 1% everywhere in your business. That's so interesting. Tell us about that. Yeah, so 1% in your business, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, as a consultant now and going into different businesses and talking to different leaders, um, it's amazing just how small incremental changes make such a difference um, mm. when you add them up over a long period of time. So, you know, uh, 1% in your business, you know, that could be, you know, increasing increasing your profitability by 1%. You know, that's going to make a difference, obviously. Um, increasing the numbers of customers by 1% every week or every month. Um, mm-hmm. And if you do that 1% at a time, um, you know, it, eventually over a year or two years, it's going to be a huge gap from where you were. 
Um, and in sports psychology, they call it the, the theory of marginal gains. And, you know, you know yourself, you know, championships are won by two points. Um, you know, the Chicago Cubs won, won, won the World Series, but, like, they won by only a few points. You know, um, cyclists win by a few seconds in races. And it's really those differences that are going to make you really accelerate towards where you need to be. Yeah, so it's, and it's also that steadiness all the time, right? The same things that you do over and over, just, you just keep moving along and that can also give you continuous improvement. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. So momentum is powerful, you know, and momentum has your confidence, momentum has um, everything really in your life. And as long Mm -hmm. as you're moving along, you're not, you're not stuck or you're not stalled, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really going to help you progress. And um, so that 1% a day, so even if you just um, make a rule for yourself that, you know, today I'm going to be 1% happier than I was yesterday, you mm. know, by the end of the month, you should be pretty happy, you know, and, and mm. that really makes a difference. One of the things you write about, and I'm curious about this, you say the real, you talk about one of the real reasons why 67% of customers leave. Now, I will, I'll give you, well, I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it's that they no longer are receiving the service they once received. They don't feel as important. Now, granted, you have to have the knowledge, but that would be my reasoning. How close am I? Yeah, you're, you're 100% <laughs> right, Patricia. That's, that's exactly it. But like, if, if, if they're leaving, 67% of your customers are leaving or if there's customers um, leaving your business, someone's offering it better than you, your service or your product, or someone's giving a better experience around the same service mm. or product. So... There's never much difference between why customers leave. So they're either sick of the service or products you're providing or, or they're finding it somewhere better or somewhere cheaper or somewhere faster, etc. But more, more than that, I find it's down to um, the personal connection you make with the customer and also the, the attitude you have around how you serve those customers. Um, and all too often, businesses lose sight of that. And, you know, we, you know, we just look at numbers rather than, you know, the, the actual business customers and the situations customers might be in. Whereas really successful businesses that have lasted the test of time really wrap those customers in and keep them for life, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be any reason why you lose customers. But if you focus on them and focus on the experience, um, I think that makes all the difference. And even just the small things and the small details around that. I, I mean, I can't agree. Yeah, I really. And it is those small details. It could be just calling the customer and seeing how they're doing. Correct. Just just calling. And yeah, saying, you know, yeah. thinking about you, how yeah, you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I think, you know, um, small things, you know, like if you have a small number of customers, then, you know, is it, are you sending a holiday card at Christmas or are you sending, um, you know, are you ringing every couple of months and just saying, listen, I'm just checking in to see how things are going. And, and sometimes people really appreciate that because you're not actually trying to sell them anything. You're just seeing how everything's going. Exactly. And, and, you know, and then you get to know them and there's more of a personal connection with them. So would you say uh, that's the most effective way to gain customer loyalty? is just to be there for them and give them good customer service? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I think the best way, like, I think, first of all, you have to excel at being there for them. So, you know, that's bringing new products to the market or bringing new services to the market or, or doing it at a better uh, level than anyone else. Um, I, think, I think to promote customer loyalty, I think what you have to do is look at a longer-term relationship with your customer. I think too many businesses these days look at a transactional nature. So, you know, you pay you pay your ten dollars, you get your product. You pay your fifty dollars, you get your product. But mm-hmm. you know, if you look at the lifetime of that customer to you, that's worth thousands. So how how can you build a twenty year relationship with that customer through the experience that you offer on the first sale of the product? 
how do you um, how do you encourage them to repeat buy there with you? Um, and that's going to really build loyalty to to you as customers. It doesn't mean that you give them everything for free, or it doesn't mean you know you're 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 at their beck and call. It means that you just provide a really good connection and a really good service to match that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I have found too, which is interesting, Ryan. You know, if my if I've had to go up in my fee because of product, you know, product increases, um, most of the time my customer will, will go with that. If they, you know, if they know it's reasonable and they know I have to do that, they will understand that it's the price of doing business and they'll stay with me. I'm not talking about huge increases, but if you say, look, you know, I have to go up because of, uh, uh, customers have stayed with me. I, I think you're absolutely right there, Patricia. I think, you know, um, when you're talking about value versus price, I think, the value you add has to be visible for the customer to see. If they can see the value you add and they know what you're, what they're paying is worth it, then there's never going to be a complaint about a slight increase in price. Um, and, you know, Apple, I, I worked in Apple, I talked about this in the book, but, you know, Apple, you know, I remember when, when I started there first, you know, we didn't have any, any share of the marketplace. It was a very small business versus what it is now. Um, and our reps used to be saying to us, but listen, they're four times the price of every other laptop or every other desktop yes. out there. Yes, oh, I know. Can we lower the price? And our management used to always say, no, you can't lower the price. You don't get it. This is an Apple product. This is a really, 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 yeah. um, you know, um, well-made, well-designed product. And and we never lowered the price, and we still managed to sell them because we yeah. were offering that, you know, that lifestyle choice of Apple versus whatever else. Was well, and I, and I have to say that I'm, I happen to be an Apple user, and I agree. And I was just talking to someone about that today. It is a lot more. It is more expensive. But the service that I get, I, it just, I wouldn't go anywhere else. I just wouldn't. It's worth it to yeah. me. And that's, what, yeah. that's the loyalty. And, and, and the that's service loyalty. Yeah, is amazing. It is, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's the loyalty, and that's the way you know, and that's the way Apple has built it. There's a real affinity to the heart of the heart to the consumer, to the brand, you know, and people are really connected with it. Um, and Apple have done a superb job of doing that. And imagine if we were able to do that just in our businesses, in our own ways, every day. You know, yeah, we'd, we'd really definitely accept. All right, you know? before break, let me ask you this question because I think this is interesting too. It's safeguarding. You know, you might have an innovation. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing all the other competitors try to copy you. How do you protect that? How do you guard against it? I mean, you can't, you know, you can't guard against everything. But what would be your advice there? Um, I think first of all, you know, first of all, it's great to have creative ideas and innovative ideas. If you've got a really good idea from an entrepreneurial perspective, first of all, what you've got to do is you've got to stay quiet about it. Um, I think if you stay quiet about it and do your research in the background until you're ready to actually put something together and put it out to market, that can make all the difference. And that's called first mover advantage. Um, and first mover advantage means that you've thought of a new product, you've brought it to the market before everyone else, and you're now going to capitalize on, you know, how much revenue you can generate from that product or how many customers you can create from that product. Um, but, like, you know, I think the trap a lot of entrepreneurs fall into is they get a really good idea, someone tells them it's a really good idea, and then they start to tell everyone about it. Um, and that's through lack of experience, maybe, or sometimes yeah. just... Yeah. You know, overconfidence that the other person is yeah. not going to take your idea. Um, but I see many examples where entrepreneurs' ideas have been taken by other people uh, and ran with and, and made successfully. And, and Facebook is an example of that. Zuckerberg didn't come up with the idea, but he ran with it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think that's what you need to do. You've got to be very careful about who you tell about your idea. And then you've yeah. got to make sure that you've got a good mentor group around you or a good trust circle around you to help you navigate through the first few stages of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Have a good team around you. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. Then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk more about business professionals, individuals. You know, how to reap the benefits of working with a mentor. How to do a mastermind plan. Um, how to become a high earning a salesperson and a negotiator. We'll talk about that next. The book is Shifting Gears: How to Harness Your Drive to Reach Your Potential and Accelerate Success. And my guest is Ryan O'Reilly. He is a keynote speaker who also delivers workshops and individual coaching on an international level for leaders and entrepreneurs. He does this to break down barriers for reaching true potential. Ryan has lived in the U.S., the U.K., Australia, and Ireland, and has worked as a senior sales leader for three for Fortune 100 companies, including Apple and Dell, for 15 years. And he's a certified coach as well. And Shifting Gears is his first book. And he will be back with us right after the break. Right here on voiceamerica.com, I'm Patricia Raskin. We're with America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A wave of change is happening in our world now. A new feminine way of leadership is emerging. Yet this is not about women taking over. This rise of the feminine is helping men too. Join host Gina Lazenby, award-winning businesswoman, best-selling author, and speaker on feminine wisdom, as she reports on the rise of the feminine with inspiring stories of women who are coming into their own and finding their unique purpose. Tune in and join this conversation in the rise of the feminine each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. With us by phone from Ireland is Ryan O'Reilly. His new book is Shifting Gears, How to Harness Your Drive to Reach Your Potential and Accelerate Success. 
Ryan O'Reilly is a keynote speaker. He delivers workshops and individual coaching on an international level for leaders and entrepreneurs. He's lived in the U.S., the U.K., Australia, and Ireland. He's worked as a senior sales leader for three Fortune 100 companies, including Apple and Dell. And he also um, is a cyclist and he runs marathons. And welcome back, Ryan. Thank you very much, Patricia. Okay, good. I want to share this story that happened to me recently because I think it ties in so much to what you talk about in terms of, you know, customer loyalty and branding and sales. So there is a store here in this country called Trader Joe's. It's all over the country. And they're very unique. They're unique in that they help their own products and they treat you like your family. Well, anyway, so I was having a party last week. And I went in and I saw this little package of smoked salmon kind of rolled up in individual little pieces. And I, it looked beautiful. But salmon is funny. I mean, it's smoked salmon. Some, some taste good. Some are not so good. Some are too smoky. So, and I heard that they let you taste things. So it's all wrapped up in a package. So I said to them, would you be willing to open this package for me and let me try it? Absolutely. Opened up the package, gave me the, you know, gave me the salmon to taste I loved it, and it, they look like little flowers the way that they wrap them up. So I bought uh-huh. it, and I brought it to the party, and there were like 10 of them. Well, I mean, this was a hit. People said, get that. That is delicious. So I want, this is what I want to say, and when I go back into the store, I'm going to tell them. By doing that one thing, right, it was a $10 package. By doing that one thing, Ryan, and giving me a taste, now I told 15 people. They all loved it. I said, wow, you've got to go to Trader Joe's. It's fa- it, that's where they have it, and they only have it there. And you know what? We overlook that. A grocery store, a regular grocery store, is not going to open up a package of something closed and give you a sample. And I, no, so I want you to comment on that, and, uh, because that, to me, is brilliant. Because look what it's done. I've already talked to 15 people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, like the Trader Joe's, you know, when I lived in California, I used to love shopping there for, for that exact reason. You know, it was a very personal experience always. They're always very friendly. They've all, I think they've got it down from a customer experience perspective, to be honest. But what you're talking about there, Patricia, is the 110-100 rule. Um, that's what it used to be known as. And that's, you know, you have a good experience. You'll tell 10 people and they'll exactly. tell another 100. Um, but now, these days, it's like the 110-10,000 rule because... You know, you tell 10 people and now we'll go on social media, you know, what kind of good experience exactly. you had. And, and exactly. people, that's how people do really good business these days, is building a brand like that where people want to go there and shop because of the experience. But people, but you don't, but most stores, Ryan, will not open up a package of something closed and let you try it. I mean, it's no, just true, not common. True, true. So, absolutely. And again, that's how they differentiate themselves. I think, you know, I think there's empowerment there for the staff to do that with the customers to make sure but the customers are happy with what they're buying. Absolutely. I mean, it really, it, they really have a wonderful culture there. So let, let's talk about um, individuals and people and business professionals. I mean, one of the things we just talked about was customer service, but what do you think is the secret to becoming a very successful salesperson, a high-earning and successful salesperson? Um, I think the secret is um, a word that we overlook a little bit sometimes, and that's tenacity. And um, and we can add grit or resilience to that as well. But I think salespeople are, you know, if you're a good salesperson, I've seen lots of salespeople burn out after a year or two because they just they just couldn't keep going the way they were going. And then I've seen yeah. other salespeople have just been so tenacious and so passionate about what they do. Um, accelerate and actually really, really make a great career out of sales for themselves. Um, and, you know, as a, as a sales trainer, I do a bit of sales training as well. And 
I, I meet salespeople all the time, and I, th- I think tenacity is one of them, but I think if I was to boil it all down, I think it's belief, self-belief, belief in yourself that you can yeah. sell. Oh, yeah, I you agree. Need to sell. And I mean, it's also because, belief that you can sell the product you're selling, you know? Well, I think that's, I think part of it, though, um, sometimes I think you can be too tenacious, too, correct? I mean, you love what you do, but sometimes you don't even have to push it that hard. If you've got the reputation and love what you do, you're still out there, but you're not pushing it in a way that you're forcing it on people. Comment on that. No, no I, I think absolutely right. So, first of all, like, I think if you push product on people, you might get one sale, but you won't get the second one. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's really important. I think what you, what you said there was your attitude and, and your, uh, you know, your mindset. So, if you just have a positive attitude with the customer, and again, look at the customer as a 20-year customer, so you mightn't get the sale today. But you will get the sale sometimes. So you just have to make sure that you make a connection with that customer, have a very positive attitude towards them. Um, you know, don't be pushy, but be tenacious in the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, you just move on to the next customer if you get a no. And uh, you don't give up. And that's a exactly. big thing, I think, with really successful people. And speaking about that, you know, in sales it can be hard and you can get discouraged. So there are benefits yeah. to working with a mentor. Talk about um, the benefits of having a mentor and the right mentor. Yeah. And, uh, for any walk of life, really, you know, it's not just sales, but for any walk of life or any entrepreneur out there, you know, having a mentor is just, it's, I think it's a, one of the most important things that sometimes gets overlooked. And um, a mentor, it's so easy to find them. There, there are hundreds of them all around you right now. There's mentors everywhere. Um, and what you have to do is just figure out what kind of thing you need men- mentoring on. Um, if that's your business, then, you know, you need to look with someone who has business experience. You need to look for someone who's, you know, wanting to help someone else. Um, and most people in their careers, once they've had some certain amount of success, what they'd like to do is help other people. So there's lots of people out there that will be willing to have a mentor conversation with you. And a mentor is somebody who's done it before, who's, who's seen all the pitfalls, who's made all the mistakes, mm. um, who has all the stories, and it's someone who, who you can learn from. And there's a great saying, success leaves tracks and you know, whoever's done the job you're doing now, or sorry, who, who, uh, the job you're doing now, someone else has done it before you. And if they haven't done it before you, there's, there's someone who's done a similar job to you before you. So you just go talk to them and figure out what, what happened. How do they get so successful? Mm-hmm. What, you know, how long did, it ta- did they stay at that, yeah. you know, yeah. that job or um, at, that, at that company before, before it got successful? I think Coca-Cola only sold 25 bottles of Coca-Cola in the first year, for example. So how did, how did they... How do they? How do they work that? How do they get successful? Yeah. And you just go find them and you ask them. And yes, and then yeah. after a while, what you what you do is you try and find three or four of them that really give you good advice. You don't have to take the advice, but it's good person to bounce right. stuff off. Let, let's talk from. about negotiation because that's part of it too. Um, yeah. That I mean, you could do a whole hour just on negotiation, but you give could. us a couple of tips <laughs> there. Yeah. Sure. Give us a couple of um, tips on negotiation. Um, well, negotiation, I think, you know, the, the negotiation isn't that much uh, difficult. It isn't as difficult as some people think it is. Um, I think what you need to do with negotiation is to start with a blank piece of paper before you go into any negotiation and decide what your, what your, what your ideal price is mm-hmm. or what your ideal, what your lowest price is and your highest price right. is. Right. So you can um, talk about and then that. What, exactly. And then, yeah. and then what you do yeah. is you decide... What extra value is going to be added in as well? So what other things would be geocodes for you? So, for example, if you're the customer, I want X, Y, Z. And you, you, know, you, you know that you can say that um, when right. you go in there. And the most important thing with negotiation is just to 
remind yourself, uh, WAIT, why am I talking? Get the other person discussing mm-hmm. what they want from the arrangement exactly. first. Exactly. All right, um, we've only got want... about a minute left. So here, I okay. want you to just, I mean, because there's so much to talk about. What would you like to leave <laughs> our listeners with today, Ryan? I mean, it might be about a plan of action. I mean, what would you like to leave our listeners with about success? I just think that, uh, you know, people out there, um, Patricia, you know, I think just keep keep going where you're going and have a vision for where you're going and have some sort of a plan. And, you know, and don't forget, like, you know, it's not going to be all easy. It's going to, it's going to be right. rough at some stages. But if you keep right. the focus and keep the, keep the faith in what you're doing, um, you're going to be successful. And if you find yourself stuck, you know, just make sure you talk to your mentors or you, you get yourself out of that pretty quickly. But just thinking differently or changing your mindset of your, about your, 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 uh, your place in life okay. or what you're doing. And that's All the biggest right. piece of advice I'd love people to take away. Thank you so much. Uh, stay on the line for a minute. Ryan O'Reilly, his book is Shifting Gears, How to Harness Your Drive to Reach Your Potential and Accelerate Success. And you can log on to RyanO'ReillyInternational.com. Uh, and it can, people can get the book on uh, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, Barnes Noble, um, Books okay. Million, Bam, Indie Books, all right. um, available all in all right. those shops online. Thanks so much. All right, stand the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, and Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources, two Facebook pages. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter, and I'll put you on my mailing list so you can see all the wonderful guests. Just write to me, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.